everybody this is patty negri welcome to the witching hour we have a great guest for you we have intuitive healer sandy darling of infinite prosperities in bullhead city arizona she's this amazing healer i met recently but before i bring her on where's patty yep i've got a look so i know if you are watching or listening to this, the week we first dropped, which is the week of July 31st, 2023. Yep, the year is flying by. I am home right now. I am home, so I'm going to be doing my regular classes on Tuesday and Wednesday evening at University Magicus. You can check out magicu.org or universitymagicus.com. And we've got, besides my classes, like 20 amazing teachers for werewolves to vampires, to witches, to new age, to crystals, to astrology, to Reiki, to just beautiful empowering magic of all kinds. And it's all on Zoom and we're all here together and it's intimate and it's fabulous. Wednesday, of course, Witches Movie Coven with Heather and Jason and Richard Lael and Courtney and myself. So of course, Wednesday night, where are you going to be? on YouTube or social media with the Witches Movie Coven, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, where myself, Heather Green, Jason Mankey, Richard Leal Lillard, and Courtney Buckley all argue, I mean, talk about witches in movies. It's really fun, and you guys get to get in the middle of it. It's a live chat room. We want your opinions. We want your thoughts. Wands up, wands down, and it's really fun, and it's live. After that, I go right into one of my classes. So stay in town, keep cool or keep warm or wherever you are in the world. Um, my next trips up though is as soon as August hits, August 11th through 13th. I am so excited. I'm going to be at Hexfest in New Orleans. Christian Day, huge witchy takeover New Orleans. I'm going to be teaching three different workshops and part of a panel and vending and so many people, amazing people are just coming from everywhere to be a part of this. And then later in the month, I'm going to be way up in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan at Michigan Paracon. And that's one of the funnest ones. It's one of the biggest ones. We have big theaters to do workshops and galleries. And I don't even know what I'm doing, but it's going to be fun. Um, and everybody you recognize from television is there. So if you like that paranormal thing, come on up. To Michigan Paracon, myparacon.com. Um, September, I've got two places. I'm going to be doing a real witchy weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, one of my new friends there and September 21 through 24. And then right after that, I'm going to Massachusetts for Massachusetts Paracons. I'll probably need to cool down a little. Um, and my friend Sam Baltrusis and his show. And then as soon as we get through that, I am somewhere every single week. Um, Vulture City, Orange County, Paramount, Virginia. I mean, I'm all over. So in that, just go to my website, pattynegri.com. Um, and you can get my updated calendar. You could sign up for my newsletter where I send things out every month or so of what I'm doing and where I'm going to be and where you can see me. You can get to the correct link to all my um, social medias there, Patty Negri, Patty Negri Psychic Medium. Um, so I don't have to bombard you here. But that's where I am right here with you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Guess what time it is? It is time for the Willow Report. Now, for weeks, you've been wondering, 
Is Willow the fastest wiener in the West? Does she have a doghouse shaped like a wiener schnitzel hot dog thing? Does she a thousand dollars richer? Does she hold the title of fastest wiener in the West? No. We've held on to the title of wrong way, Willow. But she thinks she won, that counts. It was not her best race ever. The whole week we rehearsed and practiced. We would get up at three in the morning just so we could be there for TV promo so she could practice at five in the morning. And she did really good most of the time. But come the big race day, the crowds screaming, yelling, happy crowds going, run, Willow, run. She was in the second race. She was in green. I'm wearing green now. And she's at the starting gate and she's barking and she's happy. And the gate opens. And we don't go anywhere. We come out of the gate slowly, sauntering, look to the left. Look to the right, sniff some butts of the other dogs who aren't running either, while the winner wieners are running straight for the finish line. My husband had to come out, chase her a little bit. And then she started running for the crowd because who doesn't want to run for the crowd? And she almost went over the wall on the racetrack. So we have another year to practice, but she thinks she won. And she had a really good time, right, Willow? You like to race. I'm a racer. I'm a winner. I'm a racer. I'm a winner. But I'm not the fastest wiener in the West. I'm wrong way, Willow. <laughs> we'll see how next year does, right? Right. But it's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game, right? Something like that. <laughs> That's my baby. Okay, this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk about the wheel of the year, because right now, if you're listening to this this first week, it is the holiday of Lamas. Lamas is halfway in between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox, and it's a celebration of grain, of bonfires. It really is a celebration where you want to break bread and sit around a bonfire safely in this weather. Um, it's a time of celebration and of harvest. It's a really good time to manifest what you want in your life. It's halfway through summer. We're heading into fall. Um, really good crystals for llamas would be a carnelian or a citrine or a pyrite. These warm colors, these warm colors, um, of summer when the midst of everything, some of the herbs that you might want to use in your bread. It might be like the one time of year I actually bake bread. Herbs like thyme and rosemary and sage, wheat, grains, bread of all kind. It's a really good time to make corn dollies. We even talked about that in my pop-it class. So corn dollies for llamas or lugansa. So it's a beautiful time of year to celebrate what you have, what we have created through the summer. Now manifest what you want. Make a fire if you do one safely or just light a beautiful candle and celebrate manifestation in all kinds. Warm, bready manifestation. And then go jump over a bonfire safely, of course. So that official day is August 1st. So it's this week somewhere if you're listening it in the beginning. Um, and again, it's a beautiful part of the pagan wheel. One of the eight major Sabbaths. Four are the equinoxes and solstice, and four are like this, the harvest celebration. So if you want to know more, check it out or come to my school, University Magicus. Thank you so much. Magic is everywhere.
It's even on the calendar sometimes. I have one of my new friends on today. I can't wait to introduce you to intuitive healer, all around magic gal, Sandy Darling. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for inviting me, Patty. I'm so excited. Um, I have to tell, I'll tell everybody where we met. We met in Bisbee, Arizona at an event. Um, and you were like one of the best things absolutely there. And one thing that just blew me away, um, you're a sound healer. You work with sound healing and we'll get into all of that. But I have been complaining about a stiff neck literally for months. I sleep wrong. That's it. I sleep wrong and I have a stiff neck. And go to physical therapy and uh, not much relief. Do the right exercises, not much relief. Sitting there less than an hour with you in goofy chairs in the middle of Bisbee in Arizona, the pain completely went away with your sound bath. And that that just still blows me away. So, so how did you become this sound bath expert healer? Because I know you do Reiki and Celtic Reiki. So tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, um, I do vibrational sound therapy. I use tuning forks, uh, crystal quartz bowls. I use metal Tibetan bowls. I use chimes, gongs, all different kinds of things in sound healing. I do uh, traditional Asui Reiki, Sekum Reiki, Celtic Reiki. Um, I'm versed in numerology um, and just quite a few different things. Sound healing came to me um, about, uh, I would say about three years ago now. I met an extraordinary man. His name was Greg. I was actually, um, I was actually just telling my mom, I wish I could find a sound healer in the area to, to come in and, and do a sound bath for people and possibly like a Pilates instructor because we didn't offer that here at the time. We only had uh, yoga. And so um, I, this, this man comes in and I mean, you're just looking for the VW bus outside. He comes in, you know, he's in, in his sixties, he's got this big hairy chest and he's um, got this button down shirt that's not buttoned up at all, you know? And he comes in and he has this like crumpled up flyer and he goes, hi, my name is Greg and I'm a, a Greg Lee Alexander and I'm a sound bath therapist, a water aerobics instructor and a Pilates instructor. And I just looked at my mom and she was just like, she couldn't believe it. I had just said, I'm looking for a Pilates instructor and a sound bath therapist. And he just walks in my door. Wow. And um, so he came in uh, about November. Uh, he was a really great guy. Um, and he started teaching me how um, sound therapy works. And um, I started doing more research on, on vibrations. And sound really is the medicine of the future. Um, you know, it's also the medicine of the past, you know, some of our oldest healing comes from drumming and didgeridoos, and I, I'm currently learning the didgeridoos, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and so he comes in, he starts teaching me um, sound healing, and Greg um, was a very gifted person. He was uh, a very amazing man, and he also suffered from uh, some schizophrenia, which I think is just, you know, I think he, we have this filter um, that blocks other realms, and I don't think that he had that filter. Um, and so he kind of suffered from that, and uh, uh, one day he um, took his own life. And uh, just before he did, he had came in and told me, you know, um, if anything bad happens to me, 
I want you to continue this. I want you, you know, I want you to use all my stuff. I want you to have all my stuff and I want you to continue this. And, um, uh, you know, uh, it's a much longer story and there's so much more detail. Um, but he, um, I believe came into my life to pass the baton. And I think he came in, um, for kind of like an end of life transition and a safe place to go. And my friend, uh, Christy, she does our cacao ceremonies here. Um, our, my friend Christy gave him the send off of, you know, of a lifetime. And um, I have just continued to honor him with it ever since. So, and just learned more and integrated more and uh, figured out more. And um, sound therapy, I never knew would be, um, you know, my primary. I always, you know, a Reiki I've done for, for 22 years. Um, sound therapy, I never knew the impact that it would have in such a short amount of time. And I see uh, the results from it are incredible. Um, just like your neck pain um, on those beautiful velvet couches. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've just, I've continued with the sound therapy. Um, I've learned a lot more about vibrational healing since then. And, you know, at our, at our, at our core level, we are you know, just a bunch of matter and space. And in our physical form, we have, you know, specific parts of our body that resonate to specific frequencies. And when we're not living, you know, our best lives, we, um, that can get out of balance, you know, our chakra system, our energetic system, all kinds of things. And then, you know, about 98% of our, our thoughts and our feelings and our energy doesn't actually even belong to us, but we own it and we buy it. And so sound is, I think, the fastest way to bring it back into alignment and um, get rid of or release any energy that doesn't belong to us, you know. That's beautiful. So how did you get into this world in the first place, your path, even well, with Reiki and stuff? Your, whether I sent school. you a text message the other day, and I told you um, that I had a full circle story that I wanted to share with you. I didn't even and, get the text message. Um, I want to tell you about this. Um, and so I think it's uh, really kind of crazy. Um, so for Reiki itself, um, I was actually in the Navy. I was a helicopter pilot, or not pilot, sorry, mechanic in the Navy. And um, I was stationed in Coronado Island and I lived in Imperial Beach. And one day on my way to work, uh, a, a semi truck that was contracted by the Navy actually pulled out in front of me and um, I had gotten into a really bad car accident. Well, I was about five weeks pregnant at the time and my daughter ended up being okay. And I ended up being okay. Thank God. Um, and when, uh, when, but my pregnancy was very difficult. I had hurt my back. And so I wasn't supporting the weight of my pregnancy very well. I ended up going into labor very early. Um, and they kept having to stop my labor. I was in a lot of back pain, a lot of things like that. And um, I ended up, after I transitioned out of the military, I ended up going home. And uh, my sister um, was like, she came to me one day and she's like, do you remember your friend, uh, Becky Mills? Uh, she does she does Reiki. Um, and I was like, what's that? And she goes, I don't know, but I don't hurt anymore. And she just came over and her hands got hot and I feel better. And I think it'll work for you. Well, I was pregnant, so I couldn't take anything for the pain and there was not much I could do for it. And so I was, you know, it was worth giving it a shot. And so Becky came over and she did my first Reiki session. And, you know, I was 19 at the time. And um, 
she came over and it was the first relief I had felt um, in my entire pregnancy. And so she continued to do Reiki on me um, the rest of my pregnancy. And I actually had her in the delivery room with me um, when I was delivering my daughter and she did Reiki on me while I was uh, in labor. And then I just kind of continued on the Reiki path after that. Um, I got my Reiki master uh, probably about, you know, probably about 12 years ago now and um, started teaching uh, about four years ago um, and then just learned other modalities of Reiki as well. And it's really just been a, you know, it's not even just a healing modality to me. It really is a way of life. I follow the principles as much as I can and um, just kind of integrate that. Um, It really has brought peace into my life. Um, And then um, you know, I went down, I went down a path several years later, um, after, you know, some abusive relationships and, um, things like that. And I went down a path of kind of self-sabotage a few years, um, after that. And, um, I still, you know, incorporated Reiki when I could. Um, and I, I knew that I think part of my struggle is you know, from early childhood, I'd always been different. I'd always not been accepted. I'd always had a knowing that nobody else had and was kind of told I was crazy and diagnosed at a very young age with, you know, personality disorders and everything else. And um, it just simply wasn't, I just wasn't understood yet. And I didn't understand myself yet. Um, so several years later, I had went down this kind of self-sabotage path. Um, and um, I... I was looking for a way out at the time. I didn't have a job. um, And one of the free things that I could do was go to the library. And I just needed anything to take me out of my darkness. Um, And I needed anything that brought me back to what I knew because everything I was doing went against what I felt. And um, so I started checking out all kinds of books on the esoteric and numerology and tarot and working with angels and working with fairies and working with dragons and, you know, absolutely anything I could, uh, you know, and I had already known quite a bit about um, kind of elements and paganism and things like that because I actually started um, working with uh, Wicca and paganism when I was about nine. Um, And so I already kind of knew some things about that. And I knew that that kind of you know, that brought a piece to me, um, just working with the elements. So I knew that all these other things, just working, ask, being able to ask for help and having a hope that it was out there for me, um, really helped bring me back to center in some of my darkest days. And so I have to tell you, that was probably about, um, oh, probably about 16, 17 years ago that I went through this time. And I actually kept a journal during that time of entities that I had seen. There was actually one time, um, I felt very possessed and I actually had an exorcism done by a paranormal investigator out of uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. And he brought the, you know, his uh, equipment in and recorded the whole thing. And he did all of that. And we had, you know, some entities come through that, that, that spoke um, um, during this time. And um, it, he, he was able to help kind of get rid of whatever was attached to me and um, bring me a little bit of peace. It was probably the most gut-wrenching experience I've ever had in my life because I felt like whatever entity was attached to me, I could also feel the suffering of the souls that were, that had already been, you know, taken by it or something like that, you know, and it was just a very dark time in my life. 
And so, um, so I came uh, to Hollywood last month and I got to hang out with you and, you know, uh, meet some really very intelligent, amazing people. Um, and I got to dance with vampires all night long and that was so amazing, you know? And um, so I came back and I kind of had a full circle moment when I came back and um, I had thought to myself, this, this vampire energy is such an amazing energy why have I never worked with it before? I call on every other dimensional energy that I can think of. And I was like, why have I not worked with this energy before? And I don't know a lot about vampire energy, but I know what I felt. And so I was like, for me, I guess um, I came back and I realized like one of the things that I do when I work with people is I help them kind of, um, find the trust in themselves to find that, that point of self-love again, that self-healing again, and, and, and find that, um, trust. Most people don't trust themselves once they get into a situation, you know? And so I kind of help try to integrate all of their parts and, and bring them back to that moment where they can just love themselves wholly again. And, and then they can find their self-expression. And so what I noticed when I was there, and you can please correct me if I'm wrong, is that, um, vampires have this connection to light source. They have this connection to light source and they have the ability to reach people in the depths of their darkest hours or in the depths of their deep emotional trauma and give them the chance of self-expression first to then find their trust and their self-love again. And I think it kind of works almost in a backwards way of how I work. Um, and I can guarantee you that if somebody like me would have reached out to me at that time in my darkest hour, I would have just thought that I was being judged or, or that I was, you know, not worthy of, you know, um, the healing or whatever else. But, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but vampires seem to have this energy that, um, can connect with that and is a direct link back to that light source for people that, you know, are kind of down and, and, um, and trust isn't an option yet, but self-expression is. And so they kind of come back to that. And I was like, why have I never worked with vampire energy? I call in dragons, I call in unicorns, I call in fairies, I call in, you know, the elements, whatever. And, you know, all my extraterrestrials. And, so I was like, you know what? I remembered a time that just before my exorcism, just before that, that really dark time in my life, I, and I'm not an artist. I mean, if I'm drawing pictures, we all have giraffe necks. But um, when, during that time I did try to draw and um, I drew three or four pictures during that time. And one was of this entity and all the souls that it had, had gotten um, Two was um, this um, kind of like, it was a magician or a musician. And so it was kind of like a, a monk with praying hands. And it had like this um, magician standing next to it with kind of like this guitar surrounding it. And I did that because um, I felt an energy of a magician or a musician and I couldn't decipher what it was um, for myself. So I drew it and that actually came up in the EMF recording um, that he had done during my exorcism on one of the entities that came through as an entity that was there to help me. And three, 
the, the, the one of the other pictures I drew was this um, tree trunk with just the roots and you can only see the tree trunk and you can only see the roots. And, and the place that we went when I met you, there was a tree out there um, and they had built this great um, kind of like canopy underneath the, the canopy of the trees. So all you could see was the trunk and the roots. And it reminded me of that picture. And, and the last picture that I drew, um, Patty, I was just amazed when I went back and I found this journal, I drew a picture of a vampire. And I drew a picture of a vampire with a moon and a cross behind it. I've never drawn before in my life. This came, this image came out almost kind of crystal clear. And I was like, you know what? I have to work with the vampire energy. I didn't even know that I was doing it, but I was calling for any energy out there that was willing to help me out of the depths of my despair. Yeah. And I had a vampire come to me then. And the, the energy of a vampire come to me then. And so then I was like, Wow. That was just, I mean, that was, I mean, I don't even know, probably 17, 18, 19 years ago. I don't even know exactly the exact time frame on how long ago that was, early 2000s. But um, I was like, I have worked with the vampire energy. I just forgot about it. And I forgot that. And so in the depths of my despair, that is um, an energy and a, a, a guide that came to me to help pull me out. And it wasn't much longer after that, that, you know, I got my life back together and, you know, it just kind of went on a roll with everything else and started working with everything else. And, you know, when I went back in this journal during that time, it was very gut-wrenching to kind of read because I was really just kind of begging for breath, anything to help me breathe. And then this energy came through and I was like, wow. I'm, so now I'm just going to call in the energy whenever I <laughs> do. That just makes me so happy. And it is. And people, who, anybody listening who doesn't understand going vampire, Hollywood has gotten vampires more wrong than they've gotten witches wrong 100%. and everything else along the way. So next time you're here, I'm going to give you a copy of Father Sebastian's book, The Black Veils. That's a really good Oh, book. beautiful. He was a wonderful person to meet, yeah. too. Wow. He, he is great. Wow. And what the vampire energy it is, it's embracing life and that self drinking in not we're not drinking blood that's a different kind of vampire it's saying we drink in the energy that's on the dance floor or the concert or the music it's life force we it's beautiful life force and it is light and loving and again so misunderstood it will be you know at sebastian you know does parties all over the world literally in 24 we're going to paris again next year um but you know upstairs is fun and dancing and hedonistic wonderfulness of everything and downstairs we're doing you know a ritual for ukraine and love and light and all this stuff and it's embracing life so i just love that story i don't even remember getting your text it, it's that, okay it's okay i just i knew that we're both busy we're it's hard for us to meet up so um, so full circle that makes me so happy so i guess that's why we were in bisbee i'm telling you i couldn't even believe the full circle moment and it was just kind of crazy because i had you know that newport beach event with the alice in the wonderland the next day and um just just to be there because of all of the talents and the gifts that i've you know always had but really honed in on you know, since that dark time in my life. And then to have that energy come back to remind me, I just, I was kind of blown away. I was just, awesome. and the fact that I kept the journal and I kept the picture and was able to go back and see it. I mean, it really was just, I was like, I get full circle moments, but to have like a 19 year or an 18 year kind of full circle moment come back, that's, 
That's fantastic. That is amazing. Oh my, that makes me so happy. And we knew when we met, I mean, you meet a lot of people. I like them. I don't think a lot about them or I don't like them, but we had this really amazing connection. So who knows how far it goes back. That's amazing. So now in Bullhead City, you do have a shop, a center. I do. So right behind me is actually my healing room and we operate infinite prosperities, um, operates kind of like a co-op. So we have about, um, eight or nine different practitioners that offer services here. We have, um, you met Kathy um, from When Belonging Shines, Kathy Mortensen. She is uh, literally my right hand. Um, she uh, does vibrational sound therapy as well. She does mental emotional release through neuro-linguistic pro- programming um, NLP. Um, she does uh, hypnosis. She does Reiki as well. She's also a Reiki master as well. Um, and I mean, she just spent um, her entire life, um, working with special needs and everything else. And she just has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever met. Um, and then we have Tina here, Tina, um, owns, uh, Tina Jett, she owns, uh, LifeWire. She does transformational coaching. She also does Reiki. She's learning vibrational sound therapy. I don't think there's anybody with us that's not learning vibrational sound therapy. Um, and then, you know, we have others, we have Irma, she does our yoga here, um, we have, we have multiple others that come in. We have Christy Venus. She does our cacao, our mirror work. She's talking about a, a Yoni steam ceremony next month. So <laughs> that should be interesting and fun. Um, no, we have a great time here and, um, you know, we've been in business in this area, um, about three and a half years now. Um, and that's been pretty phenomenal and we just keep growing and growing and, um, yeah, so. It's been insurmountable. We we uh, we've uh, we try to have all kinds of different special events. We just recently we stopped doing our new moon and full moon circle that we do every month because it's just too hot for anybody to come out in July and August. But we'll start resuming all of our other stuff in September and October um, mm-hmm. to really bring things in. And hopefully within the next couple of months we have Patty and Agree appearing here. Yes. <laughs> We are working on an event. I, yes. And it's, I love that you're in Bullhead City in lifetimes ago, but within this lifetime, I was one of those river rats and we always would go to Bullhead City. I used to do shows in Laughlin that it felt like my home away from home that I haven't been in so long. But, um, you know, I was always I never got into the other that it's such a magical and spiritual place, the spirituality of the place and everything. And that makes such sense, though, because of where oh. you are. There is so much history here. One Native American history is just um, amazing out here. We have the Mojave tribe out here, not too far away. We also have the Wallapai tribe. Um, and there's just a lot of information out here on that. We have the Mojave Mystic Maze, which is an incredible place that the warriors of the Mojave tribe used to walk through on their way home so that if there was any spirits or entities attached to them or following them on the way home, that the spirits would get lost um, in this maze. Um, and not follow them back to um, their home. And what's really crazy about that place is if you ever saw the movie um, uh, Aaron Brockovich, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they actually did some filming out there. And that's because that area naturally, nothing can grow in that area. Naturally, all the rocks are black. It it regrades itself no matter what anybody does to the area. It retakes the shape that it had before. Um, They've had to rebuild the highway that's near that area I don't even know how many times because the, the land naturally kind of goes, it's almost like a, 
a vortex kind of energy. Um, but I guess maybe the opposite of a vortex kind of energy. It kind of takes away um, the energy. Um, nothing survives out there or grows out there. It's just a small square area of land. We yeah. have, um, you know, we had Hardyville out here um, and, and you know, all the mining that's out here. And, and there's just, um, uh, we're not super close to the railroad, but it's not too far from uh, in Needles, California. And so there's a lot of history with that um, out there as well. So yeah, it's, it's very history rich out here. Yeah, that is beautiful. So what's next for you? Do you have any big plans of what you want to do on your path and on your journey? I do. I'm actually kind of restructuring um, Infinite Prosperities as we speak. Um, when I first opened, I was very geared towards in-person um, type meets, and I kind of have grown as much as I can in that way. So I've had to kind of figure out, um, I guess, an access consciousness bars. That's I also am an access consciousness bars practitioner. But in access consciousness bars, we say something um, in order to stay in creation and not maintain old energy, we destroy and uncreate it. And just allow it to kind of uh, recreate it with infinite possibilities. And so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I have a chakra healing book that I'm hoping to get published in the next two months. Um, Kathy and I are also working on an integrative process, a new modality that we're putting out. Um, and we're hoping to have that out in August. Um, that's going to be amazing. And it's integrative. Um, and so it's something that you can add to any, any just adding to your life but adding um, to any healing modality, it will be, um, it's really amazing. And it's, it really builds on um, manifesting and creating your reality, um, you know, through that web of consciousness or through that divine type matrix, um, that, dark, that dark space. Um, and uh, I'm working actually, um, I've had some really amazing opportunities come up in esoteric consultation for some uh, for um, some investments and things like that. So I'm hoping that um, I can build even more on that. And uh, yeah, so I'm trying to just kind of restructure. I'm trying to teach um, more of my classes. I do certify in Sekum, Celtic, and um, traditional Reiki. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to get credentials to certify in vibrational sound therapy. Um, I'm about to become a retailer for um, a beautiful brand of sound bowls. Um, and uh, I'm just booking more resorts, more events, um, and just trying to do more retreat um, uh, style booking. I love um, when I can work one-on-one -on -one, uh, with an individual, but I think that um, with my gifts and my talent and my knowledge, I think I need to be working with more people at once. Um, and so that's what I'm kind of restructuring to be able to do. Um, and that's where I'm at. That's beautiful. So you sit around doing nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Ever, I need an employee. <laughs> we are of the same cloth. I do. I have to have 12 projects. Amazing. So now I'm sure all my people are intrigued. Before I, I, I'd let you go and, and tell everybody where they can find you, you as an intuitive healer, as a magical girl who's gone through all that life does, um, do you have, what is your one or two tips for people just so they could live their best life? Do you have anything that you say, just try this? Surrender. 
Um, if you are feeling um, in resistance, if something feels light, it doesn't, it, it, it's all yours, you know? If something feels heavy, it doesn't belong to you. Learning to, I mean, if you can just check in with yourself before you walk into a building, before you walk into the grocery store, before you walk into a department store, before you get out of your car, before you leave your house, check in with yourself. Do a, a quick scan of your body. Notice how you're feeling. Notice where your thoughts are. Notice any sensations that are going on, however you notice that. And, and then when you go in, because usually you go in somewhere and you come out a hot mess, you know, <laughs> and, you, and you buy it, you own it, you think it's yours, you know, and it's not. You're really, we really are that, even, even, if we, even if people don't understand it, we really are that empathetic. We really are that telepathic. We really are meant to communicate with a transfer of energy. Um, and we've moved away from that. So we don't understand our own ability um, as much. And so if you can tune in, just do a quick 30-second scan on your body before you go in somewhere. And when you come out, anything that you're feeling or noticing or, or sensing or thinking, when you come out of there, doesn't belong to you. Leave it there. Return to sender with consciousness attached. Not your circus, not your monkeys. You know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I've also learned that surrendering... Um, Surrendering to resistance. If if you're not if you're the biggest clue that it's a trigger of of trauma or programming or conditioning or anything like that is when it feels uncomfortable to do it. Like when it feels uncomfortable to do it, it means you're going against what you know, you know. And so um just surrender. Surrender. If it, it's you can't fix people, you can't you can't change people. You can't change the situation. You can't control the outcome. You cannot control how people feel about you. Release the judgments, release the expectations, and just surrender to what is, you know, opening up for you, you know, and you'll see so many more opportunities. It's in that resistance that you kind of have to do the loop and you kind of have to do it over and over and over again until you figure it out. Um, but once you start surrendering, even doing some of the hardest things you'll think you'll ever do, as soon as you do them, it becomes light and it becomes the easiest thing you've ever done, you know? And so surrender. And if it's light, it, it, it's all yours. And if it's, if it's heavy, that's not your, that doesn't belong to you, you know? So that's, that's kind of it. <laughs> that is beautiful wisdom, brilliant wisdom, checking in awareness. I thank you. Yeah, all right. So now that I'm sure all my uh, listeners and watchers are really intrigued with you, um, tell people where they can find you in the world, online. Awesome. Thank you so much. So um, I have uh, Facebook. You can, my personal page is uh, Sandy Darling on Facebook. Um, Sandy J. Darling on Facebook. My business page is Infinite uh, Prosperities. Uh, TikTok is also Infinite Prosperities. Instagram, Infinite Prosperities. Uh, YouTube is also Infinite Prosperities. Um, I have two websites. Uh, they are both under maintenance right now, but inpro, I-N-P-R-O 89.com uh, and sandydarling.com. So S-A-N-D-Y-D-A-R-L-I-N-G.com. Um, I think that's it. Good. I think that's it on social media. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you guys like her, follow her, find her, check her out. You're going to love her like I do. And if you're anywhere near the Bullhead City area, Arizona, which is a lighter long, you said, by, where California, Arizona, and Nevada all kind of come together. We have a great time here from about October to May. <laughs> <laughs>
any other time with kind of our oven temperatures. So. And I hope to be there soon as well. So yes, thank you yes, so yes. much, Sandy. Thank you for bringing your beautiful magic to the witching hour. I am so excited. Thank you for the opportunity. I will talk to you again soon. Yay.